It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, gaining strength. Overnight, Ian becomes a Category 4 hurricane. Conditions only getting worse. Heavy rain, powerful winds, and a dangerous storm surge already pounding Florida. We're live with the latest forecast. Then debunking sleep myths, what parents and teens need to know about their habits from grabbing those extra hours on the weekend to taking something to help you get to sleep. We've got the answers. Plus, Mila Kunis live. The star stops by Studio 1A to talk about her latest movie, Luckiest Girl Alive, what she's saying about that highly anticipated film and the upcoming That 70s Show reboot. Today, Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. Sending love to our friends and family. Watching in Owatonna, Minnesota. From White House, Alabama. On a girl's trip. On a family road trip from Dubuque, Iowa. Shout out to Sheridan, Oregon. It's 71 years old. It's Debbie's first time in the yard. Hey, Savannah and Hoda. We're here from LaSalle, Ontario to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Good to have you out on our plaza or watching from home. It's Wednesday morning, and it's just nice to have you along with us. It sure is. We've got a lot of news today. We're going to get right to your news at 8. Hurricane Ian upgraded to an extremely dangerous Category 4 overnight. Parts of Florida already feeling its impact. We have complete coverage. We're going to start with NBC's Kerry Sanders. He's right there in Punta Gorda with the very latest. Hey, Kerry, good morning. Well, good morning. We've had gusts here now in Punta Gorda up to around 39 miles an hour. Those are tropical force winds. What that means is anybody who would dial 911 saying, okay, I should have evacuated. I didn't. They will not get a fire department. They will not get the police responding to them. The area is shut down. The biggest concern is with these powerful winds of 140 plus mile an hour winds and gusts above that, there will be storm surge. The wind pushes the water. It initially was predicted maybe to be 10 feet, then 12 feet. Certain areas now the prediction could go to 18 feet i'm five foot five so that's almost three times as tall as i am and i'm only a couple blocks away from where charlotte harbor and the peace river meet so there will be likely a lot of water in this downtown area the biggest concern of course though is now just the waiting the hurricane looks like it's heading to a large area because it's such a big storm but the eye may pass over this area and meteorologist bill karens has been tracking this all with us and He's joining us now, Bill. Terry, we're now watching extreme winds moving on shore. We actually have what we call an extreme wind warning that has just been issued for areas around Captiva, Sanibel Island, the Fort Myers area, the Cape Coral region. And you can see that eye moving on shore. Storm has wobbled a little bit towards the Fort Myers area, too. So that's even more worse as far as high wind potential for areas around Fort Myers and Cape Coral. We have a storm surge right now, five to six feet that's developed in Naples. So the storm surge is now coming on shore as the eye of our storm is coming on shore as a strong category four, strong category four, low category five, the damage is almost the same. It's catastrophic for these areas. And that's where the current path is. This may shift a little far south. This may go right over the top of Cary and Punta Gorda and over the top of uh, Port Charlotte. The eye is like 40 miles wide. The storm of record in this region was 2004 with Hurricane Charlie. That eye was like a quarter of the size of this one. This one is going to do so much wider swath of damage. It's going to be like the equivalent of a category, an EF3 we call it, tornado, just rolling right through this area over the next 12 hours. I mean, that's about as bad as it gets 
getting as scary as it gets. That's for the win. And then, of course, we have the storm surge problems on top of all of that. So here's the storm surge concerns. At the center and south is where you're going to get the highest water levels. So right now we're thinking that's going to come on shore almost right over the top here of Charlotte Harbor. That's this big water area here. So that would be this area southwards is where we could see potentially upwards of 18 feet is what the Hurricane Center says. That's worst case scenario. That may not be a large area, but at least isolated and up to 12 feet other areas. This is such a low-lying area. That much water would put almost the entire city of Cape Coral underwater and also a good chunk of Fort Myers. The water could go eight to nine miles inland all the way to Interstate 75 right through a good chunk of Fort Myers. I mean, this is as scary as it gets. We've never on record had any storm do anything close to this in this area. Um, so that's pretty in- incredible. Six to 10 feet is where we're watching south of the that uh, north of that and then 8 to 12 feet south of that in areas like Marco Island. So again, the winds, the rain, the surge, this has all the ingredients of just a catastrophic disaster as we go throughout the next 12 hours. Back to you guys. All right, Bill, thank you for the update there. And we want to turn now to Todd Dunn. He's the public information officer for Charlotte County EMS, which includes Punta Gordon. That's where we just saw Carrie Sanders. And mm-hmm. Todd, these are grim hours. Do you feel that most people heeded that evacuation order? Uh, what is the situation there? Yeah, we hope they have. Uh, the, the, our general, our populations have a capacity of about 3,500. And as of about 630, the numbers are 855. So... We hope that the rest of them are, are on their way to safety or in their safe place. Uh, right now, it's like I heard Carrie say, you know, it's, it's ready to pick up. So our message to anybody out there is, is shelter in place. Now, you, if they've heated our, 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 what we've been telling them all along is prepare, have your emergency kit in place, be ready. If you didn't get out, you know, now's the time to, you know, ride it out. Yeah, you know, a lot of elderly people were reliant on medications. They didn't want to leave their pets. There are a lot of reasons people stay behind. If you happen to find yourself sitting in your house, is there something you can do to be safer inside? Our message for those who are still at home is to find an interior place in your home. And, you know, if you can't have your phones ready, be listen to the radio. If the power goes out, hopefully you have a storm weather radio uh, as part of your kit and um at that point you know neighbors we're, we're hoping neighbors are looking after neighbors i know when i left uh, uh my home you know i told my uh my family's like you know watch out for the neighbors if we have anything go to them if mm-hmm. if they have any problems bring them over so I, I expect that in our community that that is going on all across our community. Yeah, those are just terrifying hours. Charlotte County, Florida, PIO Todd Dunn, thank you for spending some time with us. You have our prayers yes. this thank morning. You, thank you. Thank you, Todd. Uh, let us turn now to what could be a major breakthrough in the treatment of Alzheimer's. Two pharmaceutical companies say that a drug that they are developing significantly slowed cognitive and functional decline in patients taking part in a, a large late-stage clinical trial. NBC News medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar is here with more. So, Dr. Natalie, top line takeaways from from the study, what are they? So the top line takeaway is that this really is the largest ever study that really was testing the hypothesis that if you target that amyloid protein, that's the abnormal protein that accumulates in the brains of Alzheimer's disease, that got, that could actually lead to uh, a slowing down of disease progression and also improving clinical symptoms, right? You know, the big question here is, is amyloid, is amyloid actually doing something or is it just an artifact? That's sort right. of the argument or, or the interesting thing in the neurology community. But basically, this study 
treated eight patients for 18 months and compared to the people who didn't get treated, the people who were treated showed a slowing in the decline of their cognitive and functional capacity. And we're talking about things like memory, problem solving, as well as personal care. So a lot of different metrics. But here's the issue, guys. It was statistically significant. There was a 27% decline. But we're already seeing and hearing that people are saying, well, is this clinically meaningful? Because it was only about half a point on an 18-point scale. And I mentioned this just because, you know, with Alzheimer's, we're always waiting for that aha thing, Mm -hmm. right? That big, big breakthrough. I don't know that this is it, but I will say that experts are reading this and meeting it with cautious optimism. And there's also this thought that maybe after 18 months, things could still improve, that this could be durable. So it's definitely good news. Go ahead. It's a late stage clinical trial. So- What's the next step? So the next step really is, you know, this is a a press release. We're we're, we're accustomed to this now. We're getting news by press release is that the companies are going to submit more data to the FDA. And it really needs to be going. It needs to go be, you know, dissected with Mm -hmm. a fine tooth comb. It could get approval as early as January. They're also the drug companies are going to present this in November. And you can be sure that experts from every field who are treating Alzheimer's are really going to evaluate this and give us their really, you know, expert opinion on whether or not they think Mm -hmm. it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I think it will probably get approved. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Azar. Uh, Just ahead here, Lizzo joining forces with the Library of Congress. (laughs) We're going to explain what made the star's performance on the flute last night, so very special. A little history right there. Plus, we spent the start of this week revealing some secrets of sleep. Well, this morning, we're going to focus on some common sleep myths that a lot of us buy into. Mm-hmm. Everything you need to know to get your best rest, especially if you've got little teens at home right after this. We're back 816 with more of our special series, Unlocking the Secrets of Sleep. Well, this morning we have an exclusive first look at a new study, and it debunks some common sleep myths, especially when it comes to teenagers. Dr. Rebecca Robbins from Harvard Medical School and Brigham Women's Hospital is one of the brains behind that study. Dr. Robbins, good morning. Good morning. These are all myths I think a lot of people will think. I think that's true, so will you be the one, will you set the record straight? Oh, yes. We're here to do that I today. like we're saying debunking, as in Debun- bunk beds. Get it? Oh, yeah. See that was on purpose? There, I don't know. All right, let's talk about the first one. Okay, so going to bed and waking up late on the weekends is no big deal for teens because teens need extra rest. It's the weekend. They've been busy all week. Oh, yeah. So teenagers face a host of challenges when it comes to sleep, and they're actually biological in nature. The first is teenagers need more sleep than they did in middle school. Sure. The second is teenagers have a later secretion of melatonin, so they prefer later bedtimes, mm-hmm. but that's at odds with early school start times. Okay. 90% of schools in America start before 8.30. So that leaves our young people really at a disadvantage, and the vast majority don't get enough sleep during the school week, okay. so they're making up for lost sleep. Okay. People so always talk about that sleep yeah. debt. Like, can't yeah. you just you can pay make it, it up? Yeah, make it up on the weekends. So it seems like a wonderful idea, really, for all of us. But what we're doing, if we stay out late on a Saturday, sleep in late on a Sunday, and suddenly two, three hours go by, your brain thinks you've hopped in a plane and flown to London, and you're going to try to be <laughs> orienting yourself towards that new time zone. So we okay. call this social jet lag because we're often staying up for social reasons. Mm-hmm. But try to encourage your teenager, instead of sleeping in and in imposing that risk for what we call circadian desynchrony and then next night insomnia, tossing and turning when your Mm -hmm. body thinks you're in a new time zone. 
So what we want to do is try to not sleep in much more than one hour. One hour. And if your teen is still sleepy, make it up with a nap in the afternoon. Power nap 20 minutes or 90 minutes for a longer nap. Oh, okay. Okay. Waking up teenagers on Saturday is super fun. Um, Okay. (laughs) Another myth. If school starts later, which is a trend now, we saw it happen in California, then teens will just stay up later. Absolutely. Savannah, you're right on. California has been a pioneer in this, uh, requiring that no school starts before 8.30, no high school. Uh, And what our, our objective data show is that when we let teens sleep a little bit in the morning, we give them an extra hour, that just is tacked on to their sleep. They don't stay up any later. Uh, But if your teen is having a hard time winding down, racing mind, cultivate a a healthy bedtime routine with them. And as a parent, try to be part of that routine. So think about making tea, talking about your day, helping them get off screens and easing into bedtime. All right. Um, Melatonin, that always seems like one of those things that it seems safe. Um, Is it safe? People think it's safe for kids to have melatonin to go to sleep. Is it? And it's the myth here is that it's safe because it's natural. And so it's easy for us to think, oh, then that's, that's fine, right? So there is a time and a place for melatonin supplementation. But the front line of care is really these behavioral tips and strategies that we're talking about, healthy bedtime routines, trying to get your teen on a schedule, easing their stress and um, kind of mm-hmm. easing the process into bedtime, avoiding screens, all of those good things. And then if those aren't working, it might be time to speak to a healthcare provider and maybe consider uh, melatonin. And the last myth has to do with the beloved all-nighter. Let's say you got a big <laughs> test tomorrow. Yeah. A lot of people think, well, it would be better just to stay up and study than sleep. Yeah. yeah. And this is a common myth we found in our study. And, and essentially here, the best learning outcomes we know come when we, what, what's called chunk learning. We take small bites of learnings and then mm-hmm. we couple that with healthy sleep. But here's the thing. If your teen is really struggling for time, as so many of them are as we approach bedtime, encourage them to simply switch off screens. Say, take the hour and a half, two hours before bedtime and encourage them to structure their day so they're doing computer work early in the day and then flashcards, writing, making outlines close to bedtime. That might not have as damaging an impact on their sleep as computer use. So but it is better to go to sleep than to cram, basically. It is be- it's best to couple with couple, couple healthy two. sleep over time, learning kind of bit by bit. Okay. But it, it's hard. Our teenagers yeah. now, those biological yeah. challenges mm-hmm. we talked about are coupled with social pressures. Mm-hmm. But the good news is our study found that these are myths that some people hold, but we've debunked them today. So hopefully cool. we can better support our teens in their well, sleep. Dr. Robbins, thank you so much. Thank we appreciate you. it. All right, let's turn it over to Bill. He's got his eye on Florida. Hey, Bill. Yeah, so the storm surge is arriving. So this is the life-threatening portion of the storm that's beginning now around the Naples, Fort Marco area, or Marco Island area. This is going to spread up towards Fort Myers 12 to 16 feet. In our recorded history, we've never seen a storm surge like this in this region, especially around uh, areas from uh, Port Charlotte all the way back down to Cape Coral and Fort Myers. And then the other thing that's going to happen is those winds. We're going to have extreme wind warnings issued as that eye makes landfall today. Wind gusts 130, 140 miles per hour is going to be life-threatening wind and water all day long. And that's your updated forecast. All right. Thank you, Bill. With Carson still on the mend from back surgery. Mr. Silverall. We could use a little pop start today. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, your pop start. First up, Lizzo. If you love her, you know that not only is she an amazing singer, but she is also an all-star flutist. Last week, librarian of Congress, Carla Hayden, tweeted at at the Grammy winner showing off the institution's collection of antique instruments. How cool is this? So they even invited Lizzo to play President James Madison's 1813 crystal flute when her special tour visited Washington, D.C. So on stage last night, Lizzo got to do just that. She shared on Instagram she's the first and only person ever to actually get to play the 200-year-old flute. Who better to get to do that? Good for Lizzo. All right, coming up next. 
Deadpool. Yesterday, Ryan Reynolds hopped on social to reveal some pretty epic casting news for the franchise's next movie. After two films that never held back when it came to poking fun at Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, <laughs> the former X-Man, get this, is unretiring that beloved role, and he's coming back into the comic book universe for Deadpool 3. The last time that he played Wolverine was in 2017's Logan. It seemed like the end of the character. Cannot wait to see them team oh, up again. That is a real love affair. Yeah, that is a love out. affair if I've ever seen one. It is coming out in September 2024. Okay. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Next up, The Hair Tales, the upcoming documentary series from executive producers Oprah Winfrey, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Michaela Angela Davis. The six-part show is set to explore the culture of black women's hair through meaningful interviews with the likes of Issa Rae, Chloe Bailey, and Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. The movie The Hair Tales premieres October 22nd on Hulu and OWN. You can check out the full trailer right now over on today.com. And finally, Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs star, sat down with our very own NBC Sports' Maria Taylor for an exclusive conversation ahead of this weekend's big game against Tampa Bay. During the chat, the quarterback opened up about some very meaningful advice Tom Brady actually gave him after a crushing defeat for Mahomes. The first thing was after the AFC Championship game when we lost to him, I remember, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm upset, sad, and I'm sitting in the locker room forever, and I, I w- start to walk out, and, he, and he's there waiting, and uh, he could be celebrating. He's going to the Super Bowl and everything like that, and all he said to me, and it, it wasn't a big thing, he said, hey, just keep doing it how you're doing it. You're doing it the right way. I mean, he won't give me all the secrets yet, but uh, hopefully one day I'll get all the secrets and kind of can uh, put those into my game. You can catch more of this great conversation. Yeah, it's going to be online later today. Do not miss Brady and Mahomes face off this Sunday night right here on NBC. Coverage starts at 7 Eastern. That's going to be your fantasy football team. Yeah. That's right. He'll give him all the secrets when Brady retires again. Yeah, exactly. Real. <laughs> Coming yeah. up, guys, we got star power galore in Studio 1A. We got Mila Kunis talking about her new movie. And then Giada De Laurentiis sharing her right. favorite flavored pasta recipe. Yes. Hello. the 28th of September and it's so great to be here with you guys. We got a rocking, bumping plaza. We got a lot of fun outside and there is a party inside. You know who's inside? inside. Oh, who? Mila Kunis is inside and she's going to tell us about her upcoming thriller. It's called Luckiest Girl Alive. Pop the popcorn and settle in. It's one of those. And she's also going to talk about what it was like returning to the set of that 70s show for the reboot. Yeah. Okay, we all know that when Giada is here, we're going to eat, okay? And she's mashing up a few of her favorite pasta dishes into one ultimate dinner recipe. No Giada's one does back. pasta like Giada. No. Looking forward to that. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes on the third hour of today, our Consumer Confidential. This morning, we are going to reveal the list of top startup companies of 2022. And perhaps, more importantly, we're also going to tell you what they're looking for in potential employees. All right. And we got a little crowd moment. Is oh. it over here? Let's see. Follow me. Is it here? Where's our crowd moment? Is it here? No. Is it here? No. Is it here? No. Is it here? Is it here? Is everyone getting on? It's over here, Double Trouble. Okay, look at this. It says Double Trouble came to New York City. Now, what, first of all, what are your names? Uh, Matt Havens. Megan. Avery Emerson. Okay, this family has been traveling for an, they're going to travel for an entire year. They took their kids out of school. They're homeschooling them. They are going to every single state in the country. What number is New York? 28. And why did you guys decide to do this? 
Well, because, you know, we figured this is the first time we can, they still like us, so we might as well <laughs> take them out and show them this beautiful country. Have you guys been having fun? Yes. What's been your favorite state so far? Um, New York. <laughs> New York. <laughs> right now. Well, you guys are super cool. How inspiring is that? Pack the kids up, go on a year-long road trip. Y'all have fun. Enjoy, okay? Thanks for being oh, with man. us today. Talk about making oh memories. I mean, how cool is oh, that? That is inspiring. Awesome. Have fun, yeah. even family. All right, let's get to of the weather. We're watching Florida. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, as serious as it gets with our storm, it continued to intensify overnight. Right now, the destructive hurricane winds are only about 20 miles right off the coast there of Sanibel and Captiva Island, heading up towards Port Charlotte and the Fort Myers area during the day today. We are expecting numerous problems. One of them is going to be a tremendous amount of rain, high risk of flash flooding the next two days. Everywhere you see there in the middle of central Florida, up to two feet of rain is possible. And in addition to that, I mean, we got the storm surge coming in, uh, the rainfall totals, again, I-4 corridor going all the way from Jacksonville down to Daytona Beach, back down towards Orlando and Tampa. That's where we're going to have a lot of water problems. And that will continue even after the winds come down later on tonight and into tomorrow. So I wish all my Florida friends the best. Uh, it's going to be a very difficult next couple of days. And let's hear it for Hoda. She walked the whole crowd. on all you on TV. Every morning. Wanted to make sure everybody got a little air time. All right. Coming up next, Mila Kunis. Can't wait to hear about her thrilling new movie and what it's been like to work with her husband Ashton again on the new uh, 70s show spinoff. But first, this is Today on NBC. Welcome back. Seven years ago, Jessica Knoll published her debut novel. It's called Luckiest Girl Alive. It's a gripping mystery. It shot to the tip top of the New York Times bestsellers list. Well, now Mila Kunis is bringing that story to life in a new Netflix movie. She plays the sharp tongued magazine editor who appears to have it all. She's got a cool job, a big Manhattan apartment, a really handsome fiance. But her dark past catches up with her when she's forced to revisit shocking events from her high school days. Mila Kunis joins us. Mila, hi. I just noticed I was slouching. Hi. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait. Mom always says, sit up straight. I know. Um, I, I was watching this movie uh, last night. First of all, don't watch right. this movie at night. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what it was about. It was it, Did the book captivate you and you like, I've got to play this role? What was it about this character that you said yes to? I think it was like a multitude of things, to be honest, because you always get some scripts that always have like a woman who dot, dot, dot. Yeah. I mean, that is very popular in the zeitgeist. The thing that I loved about this was Jessica Knoll's voice. I think she's got a very specific way of writing characters. Yeah. And I equate it to um, any writer where you can listen to their dialogue and you'll instantly be like, oh, I know who wrote yeah. that. Um, that to me was Jessica Knoll when I read the script. As far as the character goes... I think everyone's going to give you the answer. They always want to play somebody flawed. They want to yeah. play somebody who's yeah, unpredictable yeah, yeah. and yeah. all of that. And yeah, of course, it's way more fun to play. In this case, I thought what was interesting was the use of the voiceover. Mm -hmm. I love that. you get to actually see the juxtaposition and it's not done. I, I just thought it was a really innovative way of doing a story. Well, it's cool because you hear what's going on in her mind and you hear what she's saying out loud. And every now and then, what's going on in your mind actually comes out of your mouth in front of people. That happens a couple of times. Twice. <laughs> Are you the kind of person who says what you think? Oh, yes. But I want you to know I have worked on that. And I have developed a slight filter, as my parents say. Um, I don't think that it's not something I'm proud of. Like, I think that some people are like, I say what I think. And I'm like, not not, not all my thoughts need to be outward. Like, they don't. But in my 20s, I was like, oh, my God, this is getting too much for me. Like, I had to whatever like, you thought you said. 
And, yeah. And now you're just a little bit more. I mean, I think so. You should probably ask my husband, but I really think that I've worked really hard at not saying all my thoughts out loud. <laughs> you you guys are working on a reboot of the of that 70s show. Yeah, well, yes, we did one scene. <laughs> I do want to specify, I think this is like, I'm not. We're blowing it totally I know. up, I'm out not, of listen, proportion. I'm all for it. By the way, everybody should watch it. It's a very cute re- reboot. I think uh-huh. people will love it. It's like, it's it's exactly what you want it to be. But what do you have? You've you, you've worked on one scene? That's yes, it. we did one scene, and my and I, spoiler alert, my husband and I are in as a couple, which is weird. Wait, wait, what? So, okay, when it was presented to us, yeah. I was like, so clearly I'm going to be with Fez, because yeah. I remember ending the show with Wilmer's character. Sure. And they're like, well, that's too weird for audiences, so now you and Ashton are together. And I was like, but that's even that's weirder. totally weirder. So Ashton and I play a married couple in the show, and then I won't give away why. Like, I won't tell you, because that's a cute little part of the story plot point. Okay. Like, now, is it true that Ashton is running the New York City Marathon? Yeah. What's he doing? Why is he doing that? He's running a lot. <laughs> yeah. Why is he doing it? Because he's crazy. No, um, he's running for Thorne, for yeah. our foundation. And so he's an incredible human being who, just in case he doesn't do enough, goes out and does more. Um, so he's been training for the marathon with Bex as his coach. Um, I don't run. So I do want to, pre- I don't, I support this, but I don't actually partake in this. He's been running with like celebs on this Peloton thing. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, that's in our house. Wait, what are you talking about? So, so all of that, <laughs> guys, COVID, um, all of this was shot in our house. So my kids and I are right. That's our house. Like that's, uh-huh. that's in our basement. And there he's happy. He's running. Um, and uh, yeah, this was all shot in our house. And he he reached out to Peloton and was like, hey, I'm going to run the marathon in order to help me raise money, can I come on your platform? People can watch this, run with me, and donate to Thorne. And oh. they were like, yeah, sure. And so we, he ended up calling all of our friends and was like, I'm going to do this. Come and do it with us. You say as if he hasn't done enough. Well, you also do a lot. I, I know. mean, I'm awesome. Come but on. he's like no. super awesome. <laughs> he is super awesome. I was just thinking about when the war broke out in Ukraine oh, and yeah. how you and your husband, you were born in Ukraine, how you guys just stepped up and said, you know what? This is, this is something that matters to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I look at what's happening today and I look at every I mean, like not you, there's always something happening and you constantly mm-hmm. feel like you want to try to help everybody all at the same time. And it gets insanely overwhelming because there's only so much you can do in so little time. When it came to Ukraine, it was like 48 hours after. Well, let me prefix this. Mm-hmm. I kept going. This is going to become really bad. He kept saying this is going to become really bad. Yeah. Our friends were in town from Kiev. They were sitting on our couch. And we were like, you're not going to go back, right? And they're like, no, it's going to be fine. There's not going to be a war. They usually triage on the border. There's no triage. Mm. It's going to be fine. They went back. Less than two weeks later, Mm. war breaks out. So there was a part of me that went, okay, so now who's going to do something about it? And we kept looking around. Mm -hmm. And then what was interesting was people kept turning, because I think because I was from Ukraine, they kept turning to me going, what do we do to help? What do we do? And I was like, um... Oh my gosh, give me a minute. Yeah. And so then within like 48 hours, I mean, I will give mm-hmm. credit to GoFundMe.org, to Ron Conway, mm-hmm. but a lot of people rallied and then we were able to set all this up. Well, I think you guys do great work. Hats Thank off you. to your husband, Ashton. I know you don't run, but we have a couple of props that you can... <laughs> Is it for running? Wait, no, when you come to New York, oh, yes! we got you a bullhorn, that w- which we've had specially made. It says Run Ashton on it. You can no. just yell to him on the sidelines when you come to New York. Does this really work? And, yeah, I th- try it. I don't know. Just say Run Ashton. <laughs> 
Okay, and you got a whistle. So whenever nice. he comes through, we're going to be cheering Ashton on along with you and that great charity he's working for. Thank you. Y'all Please. Are cool. yeah, this is so sweet. Y'all and donate to Thorne, but thank you so, 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 cool so much. You're a cool couple. Thank you thank so you. much. Good luck with this. Again, Luckiest Girl Alive, which is a thriller. It starts streaming next Friday, October 7th on Netflix. I Come will in. use this. I want you, you will? to know. Oh, yes. She's going to use it. Mila Kunis, me. you're so fun. Giada <laughs> De Laurentiis is here making a special Everything But the Kitchen Sink Pasta. I just asked for a fork. Okay, I mean, it's large, but I'll take it. You know. Family recipe, everybody's going to be clamoring for it, but first, this is today on NBC. I'm doing it. Go. Welcome back this morning on Today Food, the one, the only Giada De Laurentiis, the famed chef and founder of the website and blog, Jadzi. Is, did I say that right? Yeah. That's so cute. Jadzi is here with a simple, flavorful recipe for pasta zozona. Jada, good morning. Hi. I, it has been a thousand years since we saw you in I know. person. It's How's been everything? A second. It's been great. It's been great. How's the fam? The fam's great. Yeah. Um, Jade started ninth grade, so I we're in high school now. That. Oh my so gosh. So the days of like a little kid wow. are over, as you probably know well, because oh, your kids are getting older. They're getting older. Um, and yeah, her. and so I tonight I'm gonna jet off to Italy. Gonna go to Rome and oh. Milan and see some, you know, farmers and some uh, families that, you know, make the ingredients. I love when you go to Italy because then you come back and you've learned all kinds yes, of new stuff. Yes, and I collect stuff. all this stuff and curate it. And I already predicted that the tasters will have clean plate club and we're off the board. Well, let's, let's show this you how to delicious. make it then. What do we do? Okay. This is the zona. So I heard, I heard you've been cooking. Well, <laughs> that's a stretch, but no, okay. I have learned. I, I okay. can do well, a couple can, things. Can you hold a knife and chop this for me? I think so. Or do you want me to do How do you want it chopped? Like that. Oh. Well, it's not going to be that good. Just watch your fingers, whatever you do. I know. That's what everyone says. This is a shallot. Yes. Um, I like the shallots because they're a little bit sweeter, but you could definitely use just a regular okay. onion if you wanted to. Okay, but let's th- pretend I did this. Okay, that's great. Perfect. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Throw it in there. there. Okay. Okay. No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. I got to take the, the panchita out. So this oh. is panchita. So this, the panchita this, is coming out. Wait, oh, this man. pasta is a mashup of two of Rome's classic pastas, okay? okay? Um, carbonara, which we all know is creamy. Hold on, hold yes, on. delicious. Here, dump it in there. Yeah, it's just like okay. taking an hour. Well, usually, <laughs> usually I do this all in one okay. pan, but you know, today. Okay. Okay, great. That smells <laughs> good. Okay, what is this, sausage? Yeah, and this Yum. is sausage. So it's a mashup of carbonara yeah. and I'm amatriciana, <laughs> both Roman dishes. Okay. One is a tomato-based and one is like sort of a creamy egg-based, okay. right? Okay, Would you so you use cook the these same together. pancetta plate or whatever this is called, saucepan, if yeah. you normalize? Yes, yeah, so I use okay. one skillet okay. to right. do everything. That's what, some of the fat from the <laughs> That's what I was trying to articulate. Some of the fat from the pancetta cooks the onion. Yeah. I like that. Okay, because the shallot. Okay. okay. What about So all then, this? you can dump the rest of the shallot in here. Okay. This is great because it's just dump and stir for you. It's I know. It is, okay. I do like Garlic. That. Garlic, okay. Big old whole Just clothes. have your husband prep it all for you. I and know. then you can come home and put mean, it together. Seriously. Right? Okay, wait a no, minute. Tomatoes first. Give oh, it a why? Why does children. that matter even? So that, I'm, I'm going to show you. Yes, the whole thing. So you see how smooth this is? Mm. So in, Ita- in Italy, we call this a passata. Mm-hmm. So it's basically no seeds in it. And oh. It's very creamy. Yeah, it looks- you buy it just like this. Okay, it looks like ketchup, but isn't. But isn't ketchup, okay. I promise. So I'm warming this up, and then I add the spicy stuff. Yeah, so this is Calabrian chili, mm-hmm. which you may have heard of. You guys in all may have heard of it now. It's very popular these days. Delish. We're, we're too busy eating. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Anyway, this makes it spicy, and mm. it's going to make it really spicy because that's a lot of Calabrian chili. Okay. But you could use red pepper flakes yeah. in place of it. But this has more of like a, a balancing sweet to find, and though? spicy. All these fancy ingredients you've got. Can we find that? Yeah, you can. Okay. 
Okay. On Jonzy.com. Okay, moving oh, on. Oh, oh my God. Shane move on. But you can find okay. it other places, Now, what too. are these cute little pasta? Okay, so look at this I little really pasta. pasta. Aren't they the cutest? So these are known as Nadi Marini. So they're from Naples. Okay. And you see they look like a little knot. I love yeah. them. Aren't they cute? Marini. They're so like little donuts. I found them in Naples a few years ago, and then I started, you know, bringing them back for everybody okay. to have. A little taste it. of Italy. Okay. Okay, sauce is cooking. It yeah. takes about 10 minutes, but on this burner, it might take five. Okay. Um, anyhow, so that all cooks together. So this is the tricky part right now. I did not see eggs coming. Well, because I said it was a mashup between carbonara yeah, that, okay. and amatriciana. Amatriciana right. has pochita. It's a tomato sauce, mm-hmm. carbonara, as we all know. Okay, so how does yeah. this get into it? So it got into the bowl. Oh, I no, separated no, I mean, how the eggs, eggs yes. get into the recipe. Yes, but, because it's, it's a mashup of car- carbonara has eggs. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, go. Okay. What, so whisk? You're, yes, you're going to break up and whisk the three yolks. Look at this, y'all. Uh, look Actually, at you whisking. See, look done. how good you are, though. I think you've learned a thing or two. I've whisked. I've whisked. Okay, okay, ready? So now we're going to add pecorino, half a cup. Mm. And one cup of parmigiano de Giano. Oh my gosh, now we're getting to it. Okay, so this is the trick right here. Okay. Because if you add this directly into here, it's what thick. happens? It's thick and lumpy. Well, yeah. you, end up lumpy. With, you end up with scrambled eggs. Right, right, Which right, you don't right, want. Right, okay, no, so no. here we go. This is, a problem. It's okay. this is my issue just with water. Water. It's, it's okay, it's okay. Bring the Ready? Water in. Yeah. Okay. Is that warm Slowly, water, this is pasta water. Okay. So we're using oh, it when so you cook the pasta, reserve about a quarter cup, and you're going to use hot pasta water to break this up and create a creamy sauce slowly. So when you add this, really bugging me. Okay, yeah. Don't you always want to get that out of there? I yeah. Understand what would whisk. you do? It makes no sense. The whisk. Right? It always happens with there the whisk. Go. Okay. Totally fine. <laughs> okay. Curb. Don't take okay. it out on the whisk. It's totally fine. Okay. Leave the whisk okay. alone. Okay. 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 So you're going to use this instead, yes. and you're just oh. going to continue okay. to mix it. we got to keep mixing it. Well, mix, and and add. mix and add. Mix <laughs> okay. and add. Okay. I'm now so glad they gave us so long for this segment. Yeah, there we go. And that's it. So that this is... This oh, is and now the part. we can get that yeah, in there. Yeah, so now you can get this back in there. All right, we're back to the And list. I'm going to add the pasta in the sauce. You remember when you had that cooking show, Samantha? <laughs> <laughs> remember, it's coming back for the holidays. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh ye of little faith. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you guys. You should come on it, actually, Jada. Oh, I'm good, I'm good. I'd love to. Now that you've invited, now that, now that you've invited me, I can come on yes. it. Okay, okay, now what? Okay, so now look. You ready? Yeah. Okay, off the heat. So we're going to turn the heat off. Yes. You want to do this off the heat? Go ahead and add it. And then you pour it in. This is exciting. I, w- I really go. didn't see this coming in the recipe. Well, what does it go. really add to it? Just like a thicker sauce? It creates creaminess. creaminess. Go grab a bowl and taste okay, it. Okay, I will. I will. And then this we finish delicious. it. So we basically do this okay. off the heat. You got to do this yes. off the heat so you don't scramble the eggs. You just keep tossing it. And yep. the eggs get cooked by the boiling hot water. Mm. God, I and in the heat of the pan. This is so good. Oh, good. See, you look good, good, good. Then a little bit of pancetta to finish it off. Pancetta. Mm. Did you want to taste? No, I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) It's so yummy. Mm. And then a little bit more cheese to finish it. And we're done. Okay. Pasta lutona. Dottie Marini. Jonah, thank you. But wait, you think more. I could do this? <laughs> you got it. She's back in our third hour with a creative spin on a lasagna and a delicious Italian dessert. You can get Giada's recipes and more at today.com slash food. Giadzi, thank you for coming. We Don't love you. Me. We're back in a moment. This show. is Today on NBC. Thank you, Delicious. We are back with just enough time for some birthdays, Mr. Karen. You know, this is a bucket list item in my life. Oh, really? Yeah, You've never done cool. birthdays? Never been. It's always oh. been canceled, whatever I've done. I've wanted to do this since I was a little kid oh, watching gosh. Willard. So this is time. it. Get it, Let's bro. do it. Yeah. All right, first up, happy 100th birthday to James Borgi of Stamford, Connecticut. This do-it-yourselfer grows his own vegetables and bakes his own bread. Wow. Martha Ruffner of Haywood, California, 100 years old. She has been playing the accordion 
since childhood. You can't play the accordion and not smile. And still <laughs> practices several times wow. a week. Happy 100th birthday to Warren Thorell of Princeton, Massachusetts. This nature lover enjoys feeding the animals that visit his backyard, even gifting some lucky oh. raccoons toasted peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, lucky raccoon. Can come get the, yeah, I have nope. a raccoon in my backyard he can come get. <laughs> Keep coming back. <laughs> Frances Roberts of Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania, 101 years old. Her secret to longevity? care and love others. Whoa. No surprise, her children refer to her as, get this, St. Francis of Drexel Hill. Sweet. And Esther Fox of Indianapolis, Indiana, is celebrating 100 years. She loves listening to audiobooks and has already finished more than wow. 100 this year. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. And finally, happy 100th birthday to Lovey Pace of North Little Rock, Arkansas. Get this, he still cuts the wood she still cuts her wood for her wood stove. She's out there chopping wow, and lives lovely. in the house she built 75 years ago. That's, That's amazing. Impressive. And by the way, Bill Karen, well done, Joe. awesome yeah. job. That's One it. Moment. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing left. No, we really need cool. you. All day. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. go anywhere. A couple of days coming up from Bill Karen's. Uh, coming up on Hoda and Jenna, a midweek workout to help you get as healthy as possible before the holidays roll around. But first, coming up on the third hour of today, tips and products you're going to want to add to your fall beauty routine. Uh -huh. All right, lots to get to this morning. Have a great Wednesday. Here's a check of these messages.